Welcome back to the 22nd installment of the Dugout Discussion Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Max. And I'm Noah. And uh, baseball's in a bad spot. Yeah. Well, baseball's in a bad spot, but at least we can look on the bright side and say that we are 37 days and 12 hours away from opening day. Yes. Pitchers and catchers reported for all clubs, and the rest of the players will probably report this week, I believe. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't the first game of spring training on Saturday? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's this week. I'm not sure if it's Saturday, but I know this week or last week was the last week without yeah. weekend baseball. Yeah, this Thank last weekend. God. Coming at you with the President's Day podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, a bunch of stuff went down. Um, we're going to start with the confirmed rule changes for the 2020 season. Yes. Um, I can cover only, those. Yeah. Only, I think, yeah, go for it. I think there's only like three major ones. Uh, yeah, I'll go over everything that I've written down. Um, so the rosters are now going to be moving from 25-man to 26-man rosters for the entire season up until September. Uh, but each club can carry a maximum of 13 pitchers, and um, in, ex- in September the roster will expand to 28 instead of using the 40-man roster, which is a pretty big change. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't love it either because you're not going to see as many young guys playing in September. The whole um, concept of having that, you know how they always bring out like a really fast dude to yeah. like on second or whatever in a scoring position? Yeah. I guess you won't see that anymore. It also means you're not going to see any prospects that can prove themselves until opening day of next year. Yeah, yeah I don't like that at all. Um, and then the other one that I don't really like either is position players may only pitch if a team is winning or losing by at least six runs Whoa. or if the game is in extra innings. I didn't even see that rule. That's crazy. What? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> what? If I, you want more people to watch the game, you like to see it when position players pitch, when Tom Murphy throws like an 89-mile-an-hour slider or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yes, last year most of the time you'd see that is if the team is losing by six or more runs, but still a rule that I think is a little yeah. pointless. That kind of screws up uh, Shohei Otani. Brandon well, McKay. so I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, um, so, getting to that now, actually, 2A players must be listed as such on a team's roster, and it will not count against their 13-pitcher limit, and they can pitch in games, because they're 2A. So okay. if they're... Okay. So they're listed they, as a position player. They're Yeah, so they're listed as a 2A player. And so you have to list them as a player, and they stay that way the entire season. Oh. And uh, Wait, can't, I, you can't reverse it. Can't reverse it. It's, what the? Gotta say, gotta say like that the entire season, and so it doesn't count towards the th- thirteen pitcher mm-hmm. limit on a roster, and you can have them come in from whatever position they're playing to pitch during the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, but the one ca- caveat to this is, I believe. The pitchers to be counted as both a, a pitcher and a hitter or position player is they have to play, they have to pitch at least 20 innings and then they have to have at least 20 at bats each year. And so this will be the first year where you can actually test that. But moving on, uh, pitchers and two way players now have a 15 day injured list. So goes the last few years has been going back from a 10-day, used to be DL, now it's IL injury list. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd place them on the IL, and they'd be on on injured list for at least 10 days. Now yeah. it's going back to 15 days. So nothing really big on that one. Mm-hmm. Here's another big one. Uh, managers now only have 20 seconds to challenge a play instead of 30 seconds from last year. 
I don't have a problem with that. I don't see such a major like what like. I don't like it at all, actually. I mean, because I I feel like every time I've seen a challenge being made, it's been like right at the 30 second mark. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been, oh, yeah, replay that and look at it right now. Usually there's a lot of waiting. And I and I the only reason I see them making this rule is to speed the game up by what? 10 seconds, 20 seconds. (laughs) I mean, if it's if, <laughs> this if, whole speed the game up narrative is just a headache. Yeah, I mean, it's just awful. If the point is for that reason, that's stupid because that's not you're, you're not going to save time through a tw- ten second change there, right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know how quick a replay room is. Like, is it like just like immediate? Like you can see the play exactly. I mean, usually, I mean, they challenge the play and then it takes several minutes for them to yeah, right? review it. But, you know, whatever. Moving on to probably the most controversial one. Um, I actually don't have a big problem with this, but there's a three minimum batter for relievers. So basically what this does is gets rid of the lefty specialists. Yeah. Or a righty specialist, but you don't really see too many of those. Um, um, like you can't call the bullpen, uh, oh, yeah. go to a commercial break, watch him warm up, Mm-hmm. Take him out after one batter, yeah. and then bring yeah, in another reliever. Go through another commercial and break. And he only throws like two pitches. So yeah. he gets him to roll over to third or whatever. Yeah, if that, yeah. or gives up a base hit, or walks him, or something stupid. So I actually like the rule. I I don't know how the players feel about that really. I think it removes strategy from the game. You know, I don't I don't know if I, I think it adds strategy actually because now you're having to game plan for it also and and any thins out talent. You know what I mean? And it. And which, it, is, which is why I like it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't see a huge problem I'm with that. Indifferent. Like, like. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I mean, like, guys like Mark Rzep, Rzemski from a few yeah, years ago. On yeah, the that guy was just a terrible to watch, and he was a lefty one out only. Yeah. And he never got the job. He never done. got the one out. He never. He never got the one out. That must. So. I mean, just back then, it must suck to be known as the dude that pitches one like one batter, and like you're expected to do that, and you still can't do that. It was always weird because he pitched like 50 games, yeah, but he only pitched like 17 innings. So it's like, yeah, yeah can you really call yourself a professional? Uh, but point is, and he also wanted like six million a year. Point is, <laughs> I'm fine with that rule. It thins out talent. Other rules got me scratch my head a little bit. I don't like. I don't get like I don't think anybody's gonna change turn the game off if it's two hours fifty seven minutes and thirty seconds compared to two hours fifty seven minutes. We'll talk about that in a bit actually, but that'll come up again. All right, Um, because of the um, Bauer video, the Bauer video, and because of the playoff rule change proposal that uh, Uh, Rob Manfred and MLB didn't publish, it kind of leaked, but. For 2022, the cha- the the rule change proposal is that instead of having a 10-team playoff with five teams from each league, it would go to 14-team playoffs, seven teams in each league. And at first, I'm like, oh, let's go as a Mariners fan. I could have <laughs> used this a bunch of years ago, yeah. and we could have been in the playoffs. Yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, I, I can work with that. You know, yeah. I, can, I can. It's okay. You know? But then I read about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I copied and pasted the all the the specific rule changes um, that Bleacher Report posted. And so I'll just list them off to you guys how it'll work. Yeah. So the teams with the best record in the National League and American League will earn a bye and automatically advance to the division round series. We'll touch on that in a minute. 
the two division round the two other division winners on the and the top wild card club in both leagues will host a best of three series against the other three wild card entrants, with all games playing being played at the top team's home field. Any ties among non-division winners are broken by head-to-head records and no longer tiebreaker games played, which I hate. Yeah. yeah. What that, the f- that takes a lot of fun out of the game. Uh, next, um, the division winner with the second best record in each league will select its opponent, then the other division winner picks its opponent, and the last two wild cards play each other. Selections are going to be made on national television. Uh I don't like that reality toke. What are we doing? You know. And then uh, the last part is the winners of those series, along with the teams that earned buys, will move on to the division round. From there, the playoffs will proceed as normal. So before we get into, should we do Trevor Bauer quotes first about this? I mean, why don't we just give our reaction? What is your reaction to this? Um, Ridiculous. This is a cluster four-letter word. I can't. Picking your opponent? That, what? Like, what is this? Is this like... That's not baseball, you know? I can... Listen, I can get behind seven teams. I don't have... You know, that's just, you know, that that does lead to more... Um, more baseball. More, more baseball, which I can get behind, obviously. Except having wild card series be best of three, all at the home team... The, the team with the better... Um, Record. Better records park. Like, What? Um, no, and, and I, I really like the one-and-done deal for wild-card games. Yeah. I mean, yes, it really negates a team that has a 95-win season like yeah. we had the last couple of years, really, with talent being so high. But that's just part of the gamble I think you take, and yeah. I, I think it really sets up a really fun environment for the fans, and I think you're going to get better ratings by watching a wild-card game than a three-game series. Yes. I think I think I can speak for everyone when I say that a wild card game like the one the wild card game in um, in Washington yeah National Cardinals that was one of the fun that was one of probably more stressful than every game save for game 7 of the World Series yeah more entertaining for sure dude I like it is the pinnacle of baseball it's just like your back is against the wall you have to make it or break it you don't you throw away your whole season you make it you still have to battle even more to on then, the road. Yeah. I mean, Nationals did it. First team to, like, not and first like the, team. There was that. There was the A's-Royals wildcard game a few years ago. Oh, dude. Which was just insane. Yeah. The, the, the Bumgarner wildcard game against... Uh, first in 2014, game, I believe. 2014 against, against the, the Pirates. But then yeah. there was one in 2015 or 2016. Uh, against the Mets? 2016 against the Mets, where you, like, threw, like... I think you threw the entire game again. Or yeah, something like that. That one dude hit the home run in the ninth inning to go ahead. Point being, don't change the wild card. The wild card is something that everybody likes. Yeah, that's except, except for the fan of the team that loses that game after having a great but, season. But but, like, but but you can't just you be can't make a team. rule based on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just you got to be the better team, and that's and you got and sometimes you got to get lucky. And a lot of baseball is luck, and that's like what I'm trying to get at. Like you have a system that works fine. You know, there hasn't really has anybody ever spoken up about it being that bad. No, I don't think anybody's had it ever really bitched about the playoffs. No, and I mean like, you can say like we just said the one team that loses is upset, but if you won, you wouldn't be having this conversation. So it's more of a like, either play good and you win, or you don't, you lose. I feel like that just works, and that all, after that, that is fine. It also goes for the 
you get knocked out in a best of five series. You're still upset. Yeah, but I if mean, you don't, if you don't lose, you win and you're happy. So, I I don't see. I have no problem with the you with shouldn't the playoffs be like right now. Teams just because they they feel upset, you know, it's it's what happens in the sport. Every team loses you once or twice. Losing. You know, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, and I think that uh, I agree that I think maybe going to a seventeen playoff would be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool, but I don't like this idea that the best teams in each league have a uh, have a buy. Yeah, uh, Trevor I have Bowers a good quote about that. it which I copied down. And he this I only wrote down part of it, but he said, "God forbid someone's ace pitchers pitches 4 days before the end of the regular season and then has 10 days between starts." Mm-hmm. This isn't football where you can heal up and that helps. Being on a routine is so important in baseball. So Trevor Bauer said that in like a ten minute rant about the commissioner and what's he wrong with the game. Ranted, and I loved it. I I could get behind everything he said yep. pretty much. Yep. Um, there wasn't anything I saw that I disagreed with. Uh, he was just saying like, look, like having the best team in baseball have uh the last day of the season and then six days, seven, eight days between their next game. Like that's not. It's not how baseball works. I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Just give them home field advantage. Have the playoffs move faster. I love. I, I I've talked about this before, like during the playoffs in 2019. Mm-hmm. How I think baseball has the best playoffs. Yeah. Entertainment yeah. wise, um, maybe you don't like baseball and you can't get behind that. But, but the way it's set up, how long the playoffs are, and. Just to say, I mean, everybody that hates baseball always says playoff baseball is the best part of baseball, right? So like, yeah, the World Series, everyone gets behind it. Everyone watches that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's really fun to watch. Um, and so that's kind of my take on it. But Trevor uh, Bauer also had some had some things to say about in that video I wanted to cover. Yeah. Uh, so basically. Trevor Bauer is really mad at Rob Manfred for not for trying to make the game more entertaining for a younger generation, and mm-hmm. he's not doing a great job of that by having all these stupid rule changes, like maybe with the playoffs by 2022, or having all these weird uh, rule changes for this year, like the September call-ups and the, and the pitchers on the DL and managers, only 20 seconds of the challenge, all that stuff. And... Uh, Trevor Bauer also went in on Rob Manfred for not understanding media. Yeah. And I have a I have a long quote about it, actually. So, quote, Rob, if you understood media, maybe as the commissioner of baseball, you could solve some of these things. Like how one of your biggest markets, Los Angeles, half the fans can't even watch the damn game because of TV deals. Half the people in local markets have blackouts. They buy the MLB package to watch their favorite team, and they can't even watch their favorite team half the time i know that's not at all that's not all on rob as the commissioner but as the commissioner figure it out man how are we supposed to spread the game when we we can't even see the damn game which i could not have agreed more with trevor bauer i literally remember i was in the east coast for a vacation a couple years ago and i had to i had to use your mlb tv account remember that yeah i had to ask you for your login info and stuff because he had mlb tv so i could watch the mariners when i was in like New Hampshire or something like that. Yeah, because I can't even watch the Mariners when I live here Yeah, because of blackout restrictions. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's because when you're streaming the game, the TV services don't get money, but you have to figure this out, man. Exactly. If you're trying to grow the game, you need to make it more appealing to 
uh, the younger generation. You need to to get it out there. Trevor Bauer also talked about how it's so easy to find a highlight of Steph Curry on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere, but trying to find a Mike Trout home run or trying to find a highlight of him robbing a home run is impossible. Like, the marketing of the game is horrible right now. Mm -hmm. It's not, hey, we need to move the mound back two feet. We need to move it up two feet. It's not, we need to change the game from three hours and one minute to two hours and 57 minutes. It's not, at least for me, it's not the time of game that matters because you have football that also takes three hours. You have basketball that takes probably about an hour and a half, two hours. And then baseball also takes about three hours. Mm -hmm. And it's not... The time of the game that matters is the pace of play and action in the yeah. game. Because it's not... Fans could sit around for three hours and watch the game, but they want to see action. Mm-hmm. They want to see stuff happen, mm-hmm. and they want they want it to be competitive. Yeah. And if you're asking me how would you change it, honestly, I would, I would go as far to say why not shorten the season. Ooh. 162, de- 162 games down to, like, what, 132, something like that? I, I, would, I would just... I would just keep doing it until it's you find a sweet spot yeah until i find a sweet spot i'd go from like 162 to like 148 and then from 148 to like 130 that's so true i people always ask me like so how many games a year do you go to and i'm like i don't know like 10 and then they're like oh there's 10 games i was like there's 162 they're like 162 games people don't even realize it's yeah and i think i think because it would make because 10 games in baseball is equivalent to one game in football Yeah, mm-hmm. of importance. And that's why football is so crazy to watch yeah. is because not just is it fun, like, mm-hmm. entertainment-wise, yeah. but each game means so much because yeah. there's only 16 of them. Yeah. And you can't afford, like, losing three games or losing two games could be the meaning between getting in the playoffs and being a wild-card team. And in football, that is an insane difference. Yes. Um. And so I think, why not try and shorten the season up to, like, I would go down to, like, even, like, 120 games. I mean, if it I would... think I think because you, you do a few things by doing this. You give the fans a limited opportunity to see their team play at home. Mm-hmm. And so it, teams with attendance problems, uh-huh. that's fixed because they're not going to have 81 tries, 81 times throughout the year where they can go do it. Yeah. They're going to have, like, 30 or 40, right? Yeah. And so... When you do that, you're gonna the fans are gonna feel more urgent, a more sense of urgency to attend their yeah, team's sure, home baseball game. I mean, you've seen it before. Marlins had like one fan in the outfield. I mean, if you shorten those times, you probably see a hundred. You know, those yeah. numbers start building up. I mean, just I mean, we're still on the topic of Bauer, right? So, yeah. just one thing he mentioned. It was just like you know how he was talking about the cleats situation oh yeah with Mike Levenger yeah just for a second but like for a game that's viewed in the sense of like you can't change the like the the old way I guess you know for example when Alex Bergman dropped the bat at first base he's like that's not how the game's supposed to be played which is fair right but like they keep trying to change the rules the, the rules that don't need to be changed and and are not changing the rules that should be changed if that makes sense like in yeah. the case of the cleats that you know, allowing players to be creative and represent certain situations or moments in their life. Like, uh, you know, on Players Weekend, they get to do that because it's like the fun day or whatever you want to consider it. But if you're able to do that throughout the year, I think it just allots way more 
creativity and more attraction, if anything. You know, I'm a big shoe guy. If I see some fire cleats, I mean, it just kind of attracts me a little bit even more as I was seeing some bland ones. You like the player. Yeah. And then you, you see, so Trevor Bauer was talking about how you, you're going to get fined if you don't wear the, the, three, the league certified yeah, cleats. Yeah, which is three colors max. Yeah. Yeah, three colors max. And so with Mike Clevenger, he referenced Mike Clevenger not wearing like league certified cleats. That's mm-hmm. besides the point. The point is that if you see, as a kid, you see a player's cleats that you really like and you are a shoe person, you like shoes, you look at the player, oh, he's got cool taste in shoes. Who is this guy? You start following this player, then you get his jersey, yeah, you and then you start watching his games. And then, and then he starts telling his friends about this player and exactly. how cool he is and how he's an individual. And then the game spreads like that. And so when you take away these opportunities for players to express themselves, unlike Players Weekend, which I think is stupid. Why can't you just let players wear whatever the hell they want throughout yeah. the entire year? You know, you got to wear the jersey and the pants. Fine. Let the other aspects of it yeah. be creative because it doesn't affect them. Right? Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I think you're harming the game in the long run. Uh, Trevor Bauer also went into, he talked a lot about how the commissioner is really just trying to make a bunch of money up front, but he's backloading an entire young generation of fans and losing them in the process. He's making a lot of money off these TV deals right now, but mm-hmm. he's gonna he's losing uh, fans our age and younger. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Which sucks. And... I'm really glad that Trevor Bauer came out and said this because it's going to take someone with a voice like that to be able to fix the game. I think that's a, a step in the right direction for baseball, uh, despite everything that happened with the Astros, which we'll get into right now. Yeah. Real quick, you think Bauer's getting fined? I th- yeah, I mean, you take shots at your boss. You're going to probably the, get... The commissioner of baseball? Yeah. Uh, it's possible. He said he didn't care if he got fined. Um, he just wants to... Makes I mean, opinion noted. exactly. Like he, he did the right thing. I mean, he shouldn't get fined, but he probably will. You know, that's just kind of how that stuff happens. We'll see. Um, man, I, I know Bauer just gained a lot of fans from that. Just like you were saying, you know, somebody comes up, you know, shows character, and then they get he they get a lot yeah, of fans. Yeah, they, Bauer's got a lot of fan, people riding behind him right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so on with the Astros. Yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Astros owner, Jim Crane, held a press conference uh, to, with the media about their cheating scandal. And I don't I, I won't get into too much of what he said, particularly because he was basically like, oh, uh, yeah, we cheated. We didn't use buzzers. Uh, the commissioner said that it didn't really affect the game that much. So that's the way we're looking at it. Uh, and then the players went up in, in this press conference and gave a written apology. And it was very like. So yeah, it was on two the players. It was Altuve and Bregman who did yeah. that. Uh, they both basically it was scripted. Bregman's especially he was a yeah. I mean, he had a yeah, but I don't I don't blame him. I don't. Uh, yeah, the I mean, script is besides the point. Um, what's inter- What was interesting to me was after a few days after I think this happened on fr- Friday or yesterday or Friday or Saturday. Uh, Cody Bellinger came out with his thoughts, and I'll read you what he said. He said. I thought the apologies were whatever. I thought Jim Crane's was weak. I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving these guys immunity. I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. I don't think what people don't realize. I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole the MVP from Judge in 2017. 
everyone knows they stole the ring from us. And that's like, I, I don't, I think, I I think he's right. Yeah. The apologies are weak. Jim Cranes is weak. We all agree that Manfred's punishment was pathetic. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say Altuve stole the MVP from Judge in 2017 because he was, he had the, he had the bangs going for him, yes. you know? And statistically, you can go to ScienceStealingScandal.com, which is a created by an Astros fan. Um, Altuve did have the least amount of bangs out of all the players. Still doesn't mean he still didn't use still the bang. Still doesn't mean, yeah, he st- he still he still cheated. I saw something. And and the reason that the Astros are under so much heat right now from other players is that they don't think that the general manager and manager should have been fired. They think the punishment should have been the players because those are the it was a player led scandal. Yes. And they didn't even punish the manager or general manager. They fined the team, took away some draft picks, and then the team ended up firing yeah. their managers. And they didn't come out and start up. And after the press conference, uh, the media went into the Astros locker room and interviewed a bunch of players. And they all did sound heartfelt, and they all did sound like they felt bad. Carlos Correa... Yeah, probably leading the apology in, in to there, her. he sounded legit. He yeah. sounded at the beginning. He sounded remorseful. He sounded like he definitely yeah, flipped the one eighty though. He screwed, get... Yeah, in an interview with Ken Rosenthal, he turned the most around. arrogant. The but most... before oh. we even get to that, the it's just like if you think about it. Uh, I think Trevor Bauer also came out and said that if Mike Fires didn't speak up, these guys would probably still be cheating. The only reason they're apologizing is because they got caught. Yeah. And I, I don't doubt that they feel bad about it, but I do believe that their championship should have been taken away, yeah. or an asterisk on it at the very least, because they would still be cheating yeah. if Mike Byers mm-hmm. didn't come out and speak. And a very interesting wrinkle in the story, as, as I'll mention as a side note, is the Astros' first away, uh, their, their first road trip of the season goes to Oakland for their first part of the road trip, and mm-hmm. Mike Fires plays on the A's. So, oh, yeah, but they open in Anaheim. They open in Anaheim. But the first road but, trip is in Oakland. But then the first road gotcha. trip they play is in Oakland. And <laughs> so Mike Fires could be there, who is the guy who really brought out this cheating stuff. Dude, right? it is about to be, there was going to get beamed so much. So it's I have something to say on that in a little bit. I'll tell you what Correa said in an interview with Ken Rosenthal, which yeah. was probably couldn't have gone any worse. It was... Um, <laughs> He says, nobody wants to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. Jose Altuve was the one guy that didn't use the trash can, which statistically is, is bull, it's bullshit. Yeah. The problem I have is when players go out there and they don't know the facts. They're not informed about the situation, and they just go out there and go on camera and talk. That just doesn't seem right. So when Bellinger talks about that we cheated for three years, he either doesn't know how to read, is really bad at reading comprehension, or is just not informed at all. The commissioner's report clearly says that all those activities were conducted in 2017, 2018, nothing happened, 2019, nothing happened. It was just talented players playing the game of baseball with passion and winning ball games. I mean, it, you're going to call the NL MVP illiterate? Yeah, like everything he said there could have not been. One false, but worse. I think, dude, Correa is just saying. He's just saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry that we cheated, but we actually didn't cheat, and that we deserve the title. And everyone who questions just is yeah. stupid and can't read. You know, long live Altuve. Yeah. It's like, dude, 
you don't have there's no situation where you win here you don't have like you're trying to have the moral high ground there's no situation where you're on top here everybody hates you yeah. okay you're, you're trying to say oh i'm a man i'm talking about this i'm being honest with you i'm gonna call this other guy illiterate even though he's probably five times my net worth you don't have squat against that guy what you need to say is you needed to stop there's an 18 minute interview you need to stop you need to say after one minute i'm sorry we cheated I that's mean, it that's all. And then and that's then, all. But he's gonna go in with seventeen more minutes and talk about bullshit about how Altuve deserves it. He, 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 you know, did you see what he said? He said about the buzzers in twenty nineteen. I mean, yes. Assuming you're going. Carlos down. Correa said the reason why Altuve, and he said again, I was like, I don't want to talk about this, but I'm gonna talk he's about. Got a it. Freaking... He said he had an unfinished <laughs> tattoo on his collarbone. It was really bad. And then people, and then people really were really quick to go to Jose Altuve's Instagram. Pull up shirt, pull up pictures of him shirtless with no tattoo yeah. from no like tattoo. from like August. Who in their right mind gets a tattoo during baseball season anyway? And who in their right mind is like, cool, I'm a bank on this being my scapegoat and try to get out of the situation by saying Altuve had a tattoo, which could also be proved wrong. I mean, you're playing a baseball season. Assuming he hits a walk off, honestly, the he's worst, gonna get his shirt off. The worst part about this entire ordeal was the way Rob Manfred took this after his interview he was like oh i i watched the interview last night he said he met with all the managers and he was talking about how he's not going to take away the world series trophy because oh taking God. away a piece of metal yeah. is, <laughs> is stupid and why would they take it back after they already gave it to them and it's like because they cheated a piece because- of metal <laughs> a piece of metal exactly that piece of metal i was telling jack earlier players are willing to get shot for that piece of metal yeah no like that piece of metal represents everything they work for in their life. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Man. And I, I think I don't know. And he's like, and and then and the it, worst part about it is he said I made it clear to all the managers in Florida. He's going to meet with the, all the managers in Arizona soon. He said I made it clear that um, hostile acts of retaliation, like pitchers throwing at batters, will not be accepted and will not be tolerated. They'll be they'll be thrown out of the game and probably. Probably suspended. You didn't say that last part, but probably suspended. And I think that's BS because if yeah. you're not going to punish the players who actually cheated, why are you going to let not let the players punish them? Yeah. I don't understand that at all. And then he also goes on to talk about how uh, part of their punishment is the public humiliation. I didn't know I was getting hired by Rob Manfred to punish the Astros. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Where's my salary, dude? Come on, I didn't get my paycheck last week. I, it's all ridiculous, and something that like really stuck out. They're to gonna me, get beaned. I hope. I hope the Astros get beaned. Uh, dude, every single game they're gonna they're, they're gonna set the record for most hit by pitches. Players on Twitter are raving. Uh, Tommy Pham retweeted a, you know, Ken Rosenthal tweeted out saying, "Oh yeah, the Athletic article Correa defends Altuve." Tommy Pham tweeted this. It's oh, a the picture Joker, of the, the Joker, Joker putting on his clown stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Heron, former Major League pitcher. Oh, added Jared Weaver and said, I think you should fly to Astros spring training in Florida, take a bucket of balls, and start throwing it, guys. Jack Flaherty said, give us the facts. Yeah. Jared Weaver said, it's amazing how soft MLB is being about all this. It just shows that Manfred has no idea what to do when pressure is on. Yeah. Kind of how some managers don't know what to do in the playoffs when the pressure is on. Analytics only get you so far. Yeah. Um, I just can't... I. I saw a really funny tweet actually about this the other day, hmm. and I, I don't even know who tweeted it, but it was like some journalist talked uh, tweeted about how the 
hitting, uh, beaning the batters, hitting them on purposely will not be tolerated. And then there was a comment that said, I thought the Astros liked to know it was coming. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, yeah, okay. and then Mike Trout actually came out with a quote uh, last yesterday, I think I saw it. Um, he said... Uh, they, I, I have the quote. Uh, quote, they cheated. I don't agree with the punishment. I lost respect for some of those guys. And then later said, going up to the plate, knowing what's coming... That would be a lot of fun. Imagine if Mike Trout went up to the plate yeah. knowing what was the t- coming. The top comment on, on that, like, on your YouTube was like, yeah, Mike Trout sets record for most home runs, RBIs, stolen base, like, every, every like, batting stat. Oh, I mean, man. it's true that he would do okay, that. Okay, you remember last year when Keon Broxton threw his gloves at an umpire on accident and was yeah. suspended two games? And how the Astros Look cheated at- for three years and... Nothing got, and got fined what five million and they suspended and, nothing. And I got no it. And this and this really all ties back to the rule changes we were talking about earlier, because people are mad about oh you're harming the integrity of the game, the purity of baseball. Where you have Mitch, a team please. cheating for three years straight, mm-hmm. like and they're they're not getting punished the way they should. Uh, and then you have all these stupid rule changes. People can't even watch the game. Baseball's in a horrible spot because of this. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's the center of it? What? Rob Manfred, and Rob Manfred, and and back and then I'm backtracking, going back and forth a lot here. But he's like, we do not know, we cannot confirm nor deny the fact that they use buzzers. It's like then you need to reopen the investigation, yeah. dude. Yeah. And I mean that goes back to Carlos Correa a little bit, the dude that was quote like dying by Rob Manfred, right? The dude was like he said nothing happened, so nothing happened. He didn't even say nothing happened in 2019. He was pretty much just saying I'm too lazy to look into this and further investigate what 2019 was. So you can't even say that in 2019 there was no buzzers, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, which is it now? Is Altuve shy? Is Altuve... Well, is, 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 is Altuve... Is wife? Altuve's wife... At first, it's the excuse about him He's not shy. taking off his jersey because of his wife. Yeah. And then Carlos Correa comes out and says it's not It's not that. It's because it's he had an unfinished tattoo. Okay, Altuve, let me see your chest right now. Yeah. No homo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw something. I uh, John Boy posted on Twitter. In that game, game six of the ALCS, Altuve had on an undershirt yeah. for innings one through and eight. Then, and then the ninth through. inning, he didn't have one. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Maybe he took off the undershirt to hear the buzzer or to feel the buzzer clear. Because I, I can believe Correa. I, I do believe Correa saying that Altuve didn't want the buzzer done to him because statistically, he only had it done to him like 22 times. Not the buzzer, sorry, the trash cans. Mm-hmm. Um, he only had 22 bangs out of like 500 pitches. And, I, you know, that's like less nothing than can, nothing 10% compared to their or 5%. Cheated. Yeah, but still you did it. Still, still, he still, he still cheated because he had the opportunity to shut it down as a leader of that clubhouse. And just as a player in general, he could have said, we're not doing this. Yeah. He could have snitched that. He could have reported it. He didn't do it. So he's still a cheater in my opinion. And I, I don't. But, but I I can I can get behind what Correa said about Altuve not wanting to do it because is it, the statistics do actually sh- kind of show that. Yeah. Still doesn't deserve the 2017 MVP, I mean, and you you're still gonna have any to. Bit, you know, you don't deserve it. We've talked about this before about any other titles that people that cheat or just you know have had outside help for success. It's just you obviously don't deserve it. And at this point, I'm. There's just so many question marks with the buzzers. You see that thing? So I, I sent him. I couldn't send you it because my phone died. So I sent it to him from iPad. Uh, 
in the 2019 World Series, some weird tape material oh, fell yeah, off Robson Chirinos' bat. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've done and I've that. And that, that was very weird. Um, yeah, I mean... it's The Astros are... Uh, in a, and I the Astros have been in such a bad position for a long time. Ozuna, Gurriel being racist in the playoffs. Tobman, all cheating. I think we can all agree the Astros are... The scapegoats of the MLB right now. Yeah, the New York Yankees, in a sense, and, when it comes to just being hate and hated. I can honestly tell you that they're going to break that record of hit-by-pitches before the All-Star break. Here, here's something I wanted you guys to react to from that Carlos Correa interview. Um, the, one of the questions asked was, what do you think of Mike Fires? Um, and he said, Mike Fires, man. He was our teammate, and he decided to break out the story. That's just him. I don't really have much to say, but what I ha- what I do have to say is that he should tell the truth. He should tell the whole world the truth. Jose Altuve earned that MVP. Again, um, no. You're just like, I just hate how he went about everything in that interview. It's it's all bad. I mean that that quote alone just it just seems weak. It doesn't seem like it's heartfelt. I mean. Also, Mike Fires did pretty much expose the whole story. I mean, he could probably expose even more, I, I feel, maybe. But at this point, uh, I mean, even if he was to say it, he probably was like, yeah, no, he doesn't deserve it, dog. He still used the bangs, you know, or the trash can. Correa is just brown-nosing Altuve. And then he was also asked, he was also asked yeah. if Mike Fires should be silent or should he apologize too, since he was on that Astros team. I think his apology was exposing this. Yeah. Um. And Carlos Correa had like a twenty second long runoff about this, about how he absolutely he should, he should definitely apologize because he was part <laughs> of the team. Yada yada yada. But I was he, having a conversation with my dad about this. My dad thinks that, and I, he thinks that uh, all the players should be banned. But and he even thinks Mike Fire should be suspended for a year because he was on the team. But he's the one who had the balls to you know say. I mean. I wouldn't, as long as the other people got further punishment and more punishment, I would be okay with it just because yeah. it's like, it's like it's a nick on the shoulder in the grand scheme of things, you know, you kind of saved MLB and you lose a year, it sucks, but, you know. I don't know if, I, I think, I think they should either, I think at the very least they should put an asterisk on that World Series. Yeah. I'm basically, so people, at a, I'm at a cross, go ahead. So when people look it up on... Uh, baseball reference. There's a little asterisk next to it, yeah. and you click on it, and then you see. Oh, oh, really? This is why. Like it, it and and it's. I, I think at least they should get that. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean. I think, and uh, Stephen A. Smith. If they, oh yeah, oh, got, I love Stephen A. Smith. He's hilarious, but he said that they should get their World Series trophy taken, and all those players that got rings, they should be confiscated. Ooh, that's fire! I would take it away so quick if I. I mean. Wait, you say, right. say that again? I didn't. I he said he said that the MLB should take away their trophy and they should take away all their rings. Every player on that team that got a ring, they should take it away. Yeah. Which is that which is a huge punishment in my in yeah, my I opinion. I think it's a fair punishment because you because you, you work so hard, especially with the apologies that they've been giving out nowadays. Like they don't give a shit. They yeah. don't care. The only player that that I was actually impressed with with his apology was um, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, who's he's on the not Twins even, he's now. Not even, oh, yeah, yeah and I, I don't like that guy because I just, he's really kind of he 
takes Josh Reddick had an injury. I don't, I don't, Dude. I don't love him, oh but he actually God. has something that he said that I liked. He was asked, "How do you uh, prove to the fans and gain their trust again?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "We just go out and win ball games." But you know what Josh Reddick also said? What did he say? Josh Reddick also said a reporter asked him, uh, "So do you think that you should have to apologize to other teams?" And he just goes, "No, it's a thing in the past." Oh. You can't really have those two. Uh, was that at, right after the press conference? Some interview. Uh, it was sometime this week. Because if it was in that press conference, if it was before, then that's a different story. Because I think they were told not to bring it up before. Oh, you're Although right. Reddick, Reddick was one of the players that refused, that didn't want the um, the uh, trash can bangs. Yeah. It was him, Altuve, and Tony Kemp. Um. So I don't know if that changes anything. It doesn't change anything for me. I still think that the so, championship needs to go or the players need to go, one or the other. And then really the next part of this is do you think even though it's been known that players will be reprimanded for retaliating against the Astros, do you think it'll happen? Yeah. I yeah. think when, they, uh, when you get paid millions of dollars, you can spare a couple thousand just for throwing a ball at a dude. I'm willing to bet first pitch of the 2020 season in Anaheim is going to be a fastball at George it's Springer's in, head. It's in, it's in Houston. They open up at home. Oh, really? They yeah. won't, they won't Their do first it. road trip of the season is to the A's. They won't do it first pitch. I thought they open in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. They open at Let home. Let me check. The Whatever. Astros' first road trip is to Oakland. That's their first road game. Um. Uh. I'm still willing to, that doesn't change anything. I still think the first pitch of the Astros road game, first road game of 2020, is going to be at George Springer or whoever is leading off at his head. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the first pitch, but they're definitely going to be a hit-by-pitch that game. I wonder how the Astros will respond, because then they're even bigger wusses that they throw, throw back at them. It's like, they're like, oh, we're sad that... They're throwing at us. Why are they throwing at you? Because we cheated. I mean, you're really going to respond back with more hit-by-pitches? I think uh, they're just going to have to take it for the season. No, like, yeah, the Astros open at home against the Angels. Yeah. I was confused. And, they're, yeah, you're right. The first road trip is at Oakland. Yeah, man. The Astros are going to have a hell of a year this year. Yeah. Painful and... No. I, I mean... I'm excited for every other thing besides that in baseball, truly. I feel like this season is something to look forward to. I I like everything that's going on, everything besides the Astros. Yeah. Um, I think we should start looking at the brighter side of things. Instead such of, as the Red Sox hiring their new manager. Uh, yeah. Ron uh, Ronick. Ronick, Ro- yeah. Ronick. Um, I, th- I believe he was on their – it might have been their bench coach last year, um, but – he seems like a good guy. Um, I really don't know much about him. He said uh, there are a few news articles out there saying he has a lot to handle. Uh, he, has, he expects to have a lot to say that, to the team. Um, you know, yeah, he was the bench coach last year, uh, officially named as their as their manager. Um, you, you know, know change I mean, of pace. I think the Red Sox are also taking the proper steps to take care of the errors they made as well and look just past it uh yeah i mean so i 
I like the I like the Red Sox firing Cora immediately. Yeah, they didn't have any tolerance for it. You know, yeah. they, they as soon as they really caught wind of everything that was going on, they took charge of it. Doesn't yeah. mean they still didn't cheat. Obviously, they did. But even besides that, I mean, baseball is thirty-seven days away, and you know. Not this year, but, you know, Mariners are looking up and up every year, it seems like. So I think there's only positivity that we can keep going forward with. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the Mariners, are we going to hit transactions? Yeah. um, uh, The the Mariners uh, brought back Taiwan Walker on a one-year deal. I uh, love that. Which, for Mariners fans, is very, very nice to see. Toffer was mentioning earlier that uh, you know he's he's like he's the Dan O'Terra to him for like it is, as Dan is to me. Yeah, because I met Taiwan Walker when I was like twelve or thirteen at the mall, and he signed a ball for me. He's like, "To Noah, chase your dreams." Taiwan Walker, he's a nice guy. Yeah, um, he's always been a bit. He's always worked hard. He, I, I I remember he used to like. I always felt so bad when he, uh. You know, had a, had a bad oh, outing yeah. when he was with the Mariners a couple of years ago, and I because he always looked dejected, and I felt bad. Uh, but I always had a soft spot for spot for him in my heart. Um, and he, uh, when he was traded away, I remember I texted Max. I was like, "What are we doing?" But then, yeah, that trade kind of worked out. So, yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, other minor ones is Draw Dyson, also a former Mariner, signed a one-year deal with the Pirates. Oh yeah, he was a Mariner. Um, He's got wheels. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty old now though. So and then uh, Cameron Mabin, uh going back home to the Tigers on a one-year deal. Um, that guy, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna say anything. He's also a former Mariner, Cameron Mabin, and then another former Mariner, Brad <laughs> Miller, signed a one-year deal oh, with yeah. the Cardinals. I just remember that guy. He didn't. Have use we had goals. every player in the MLB on our team at one point? I think I saw something. We have like I can't believe like we passed 130. A- or something in the in the majors, it's yeah. crazy. Didn't we pass up on Mike Trout? Yes. <laughs> that's really all the hot stove news. Uh, in other news, uh, is Mike Clevenger is expected to miss eight six to eight weeks because of knee surgery. Uh, Mitch Haniger had a um, had like a, back a couple surgery surgeries, and he's going to be out for a while. No timetable on his return. Um, some another interesting thing is the San Francisco Giants Alyssa Nacken, I think oh, yeah. is how you pronounce her last yeah. name, becomes the first female full time coach in MLB history, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, good for her. Um, good for her. Uh, it seems like that's kind of a, the, been the movement in a lot of sports. I've I saw I've been seeing it in the NBA mm-hmm. with the Spurs. Uh, yeah. I've been seeing it with the San Francisco 49ers. They have a female coach on their roster. I, th- I think um, the. I can't remember their their name, but I know another team in the uh, NFL hired another full time female coach. So it just seems like it's good. It's the movement nowadays. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, the other thing is uh, Alex Rodriguez is reportedly interested in buying the majority stake for the Mets, becoming a majority owner. <laughs> I said the Yankees are going to become the best team in the in the. In, uh, in, in New York. York. In New York. Because what Rodriguez I mean, is going to do, he's going to trade Syndergaard to the Yankees for a sack of potatoes. Yeah. God, imagine well, I that. mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if that'll happen. I don't really think it would because he's just going to be using all of his wife's money. But, you know, <laughs> or, they're not even married. I think him and J-Lo are just engaged. Yeah, I think – 
I, yeah, I know he popped the question. I don't think they got official yet, though. Alex Rodriguez is a player who cheated and who I have gained respect for. Uh, since. Yeah, because he's put it behind him. He's he's put it behind him. He at first he was very selfish about it, but then he was like, okay, what I did was wrong. I deserve all the all the punishment, yeah. everything coming my way. That's and he wrote a, he wrote a book about it. He moved on with his life. He's giving back to the game of baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, so I I my respect for Alex Rodriguez has been restored. Uh, I mean that's how you apologize. This man laid the blueprint down of how to go about. Like not necessarily, I guess resurrecting your career. You know, he was he accepted the punishment. He understood what he did was wrong. He said what he did was wrong. He went on with his life. It's, and the Astros took that and threw it out the window. Yeah. Oh, um, so, something to mention just before we kind of close this off is that you know I think I put in the group chat how in the uh, what I don't know what the soccer league is called. MLS? Oh, oh, uh, Premier League. I don't watch any soccer. I, I, I neither do I, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United, was it? Yeah, Manchester, I believe Manchester City. City. Manchester, Manchester City. Manchester City uh, got suspended from playoffs for two years because they spent over their, um, their payroll. I mean, if that's the punishment for that, I mean, if the Astros were in that league, they'd be not a team anymore. Like... That is incredible to think that you get suspended for two years just for going over your pay limit. Yankees would never have a ring. Um, the Astros, I mean, would just not exist. I mean, that's I mean, Buffalo Wild Wings replied to that like it was tweeted out, and they're like, "That's how you punish a real team." So it's like I think uh, we can all agree that uh, it seems like other sports are taking the punishment properly or handing out punishment yeah. properly. Uh, one last thing. I guess rest in peace, Tony Fernandez. Oh yeah, never, yeah. N- never watched him. He was like played in the eighties, I think, or eighties or nineties. But um, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have no connection to him, but you know, it's another. I mean, it's it's the a face in MLB that yeah. is gone. So, so rest in peace. Um, that puts a wrap on the episode. Yeah, if you like it. Um, if you like this, if you like to listen to us rant about Manfred and the Astros and all that stuff, you can follow our. Instagram at the dugout discussion. You can subscribe to our subscribe to our YouTube at the dugout discussion. You can follow me on Instagram at Noah Koffler. Max Gordon with two R's. Uh, Jay Crossorden. Uh, Manfred needs to go. We'll see you next Sunday. Yeah.